This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. All right, welcome back to the Survival and Basic Badass Podcast, Kevin and Chuck. Today, well, we're going to talk about World War III, right? A lot going on uh, in the Middle East, but it's even more than that, I think. I think there's a little more going on, Um, and I kind of wanted to dig into it. Kevin, you have any uh, immediate thoughts you need to get off your chest? I I mean, like you were going to say something. There are a lot of standards, uh, like standard conflicts that are going on that we all talk about, right? You know, the... Um, China, Taiwan, Russia, Ukraine, um, you know, North Korea, South Korea. Uh, but there's a lot of other stuff going on. A lot of civil wars getting ready to start. Uh, Haiti is on the edge of civil war. Um, Pakistan is on the edge of civil war. Uh, the Democratic Republic of Congo is not not a great place to be right now. Um, really was the democratic Republic of Congo ever a great place to be? No, but, um, interesting fact about the democratic Republic of Congo, uh, largest average, average penis size in the world. Really? Yeah. But it's from Joe Rogan. I feel like it's, yeah, well, it's (laughs) self-reported though. So I don't know. A little bit sketchy on that one. I did uh, see Ethiopia a video on YouTube and uh-huh. they, they took like a ruler and they were like, oh, this many. And then they were like, yeah, and they were showing the opposite end, like from 12 to whatever. <laughs> uh-huh. They were like, look, eight inches. Eight inches. Like, Wait a minute. So, you know, I'm just saying that can be a little suspicious. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh, there's, I mean, there's a lot of uh, conflicts that are like boiling, not really, uh, you know, not really popping off just yet, but really starting to heat up. Okay. And, um, you know, a lot of places in the world that we don't think of as being like, 
you know, when, when's the last time you've been to Ethiopia? Right. But, you know, that's not a great, great place right now. Israel versus Palestine. Yemen's uh, getting involved now. They just declared war on Israel. So that's a, oh. that's great. Uh, so Yemen's, it is escalating. Yeah. Yemen is, is had its own civil war going on for a long time. I had a, a friend that, that uh, is from Yemen. And uh, he said that both the people, both the armies that are fighting for control are full of a bunch of greedy assholes. It's not like so one's a good like guy Ukraine. and one's a bad guy. Like Ukraine. Kind of like Ukraine. Or yeah. kind of like America. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. A bunch right. of greedy assholes fighting fighting for control. Right. None of them are really the, the good guys. Right. All right. That that tracks. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, well, here's the thing. Here's what kind of concerns me. And you know, the US is sending, you know, aircraft carriers over to the region. I guess we already have, right? Um, but uh they Mao Zedong, his in Mao tactics, uh, he encouraged <laughs> countries to attack US allies, was mm-hmm. always kind of his go-to move. Ah, like the proxy and then war game. We're kind of yeah, spread too thin. And that's mm-hmm. kind of what I feel like we're seeing playing out here, right? I'm seeing, you know, Ukraine and Russia, right? You know, that's right. all getting into a big mess. Um mm-hmm. You know, and we don't have any soldiers there, but you know that there's got to be a lot of spe- special operations people in the country, whether they're doing anything or not. Or training or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, but even beyond that, it spreads our resources, right? Right. Um, you know, obviously, Ukraine is going to pay us back because, you know, that's how things work, right? They're going to just write us a check, I think. Yeah, 90% of that money that's going to Ukraine is going into something. I'm actually waiting for a check in the mail, and I go out and check like every week, and it's been about six months, and I haven't seen anything. You haven't gotten anything yet. And I haven't gotten anything. I feel like (laughs) this is kind of like that Ukraine check, Mm -hmm. you know, where they're like, don't they're going to pay us back. Don't even, nope. And like one of the things, so like we sent a bunch of uh, Stinger rockets. I think we talked about this, and they were like 80 bucks when we bought them. And now they're like half a million. So we're yeah. like, look, we're going to give them to Ukraine for 80 bucks a piece. And we're going to replace them for half a million on our end. Right. Fair. And you're like, wait, that, that no, cause we're, we're giving them to them now. We're not giving them to them when they were 80 bucks. Right. They didn't ask for them then. I mean, that's like being like, Hey, I had a bunch of gold that I got like in 1920 and it was like a $5 piece. Yeah. So, I only paid $5 for it. So if you could just give me $5 and then I'll just buy another one when I go back into town. Right. Yeah. It doesn't work out that way. It's fine. That's basically the game that we're playing. (laughs) Sorry. I don't know why that enrages the shit out of me that we're so stupid. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I mean, cause obviously the politicians, well, I believe some of the politicians are that stupid, but they also, Are just getting over on us because they're like, yeah, they're really dumb. They won't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they laugh like that, like they're stoned, kind of like uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. You guys yep. probably are too young to remember that. <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't know if anyone remembers that anymore. Uh, Jeff Spicoli. Jeff Spicoli. Like <laughs> Spicoli, order a pizza in the middle of class. Come on. <laughs> Get your life together, the, right? together Spicoli. It, it doesn't even make sense. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway. So, 
Bottom line, we got Ukraine, China, right? Bam. Tons of money, tons of resources sent over there. I got to say, one of the things that we're really figuring out, though, is, you know, sending tanks into battle isn't really worth a shit anymore because everybody's got drones and sees that slow shit coming. And they're like, yeah, we're going to put some artillery right there. Yeah. And fucking dude. And that's the thing, like with guided weapons and shit, we're just like, oh, yeah, we'll take that one. You know, it's mm-hmm. Exactly, thing. exactly. It's not like, you know, we'll shoot five over at this tank and maybe one will hit it. Nah, it's right. not. Because pick out the first one and the last one and, and then right. work on the middle. We figured out the ground war thing and, and fighting individuals, hand-to-hand combat and breaching doors and going in. We mastered that over in Iraq and, mm-hmm. and Afghanistan. No problem, right? But now when we're fighting people who actually have, like, computers and shit, yeah, totally different, different game they're, altogether. They have drones and and guided things, and there there's none of that. Oh, I'll hide in a cave till he drives by. None of that shit anymore. Now mm-hmm. it's like, oh look, I can see him getting ready at their base <laughs> as I watch from our satellite. Yeah, and oh, they're pulling it out. Here it comes. Here it comes. Oh, now and then. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they just take it out. So it, it's definitely been a wake-up call and i think people really didn't plan for that i'm sure there was a couple of guys like over at at west point or something who were like look this is going to be all different than what you think right and right like, oh, we've been fighting wars don't even you don't even worry about it sit down yeah. and shut up you don't know i've been doing this for a hundred years and you yeah it reminds me of of the generals during world war one where they're okay. convinced calvary is like you know, that's the, the you know, the, the definitive it on a thing. Horse, like nothing. Right. And hundreds of guys would charge machine guns on horses and they'd all be Doesn't dead. work out. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's that's that's exactly like the best analogy is it's like, oh, I'm just going to run at them because I have more heart than they do. <laughs> yeah, they have machine guns and you're not yeah. Aud- Audie Murphy. You know, right. it's not, you know. I mean, Audie Murphy can dodge the bullets, but not everybody like that anymore, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's All got right. that Neo in the Matrix type thing going on. Yeah, he was uh, yeah. he was fine. I, I don't know if I can do this, say, the same thing that he can, though. Right. So, bottom line. So, right. So, we got all that, uh, you know, sorry, going on in Ukraine. Now, obviously, huge stuff going on in, in Israel and Gaza Strip there. Mm-hmm. Um. Then we have we have soldiers in Iraq keep getting attacked by Iranians. And we're like, yes, so sure that they're Iranian, you know, military or sponsored people attacking us. And yet we're like, well, they're not. We'll wait till they attack us before we fight. And (laughs) yeah, you know what? So they got to send over. And then even if, you know, God forbid they did do something on American soil. It would be like, well, yeah, but that was a couple of rogue guys. They weren't carrying their government military ID. They didn't have their IDs on them. That's I, C. I, I can't be sure. You know, yeah, we did track them coming in on the shipping container. Like, mm-hmm. but from Iran. I, I don't yeah. know. I, I don't know. So I just, I feel like that's a big thing. So, bottom line, it comes out where all this stuff. Everything is getting tied up. And I feel like 
China is getting ready to maybe pounce in Taiwan a little bit. Like I, I feel like they'll wait. I, I would have thought they'd let this play out a little bit longer and mm-hmm. like eat, wear us down way more. Right. However, they they're moving more ships in, getting a little closer in Taiwan. I think they moved six new ships in this week, warships that they hadn't had there before. Um, the planes, you know, increased activity, you know, and going in. All that's kind of escalating and building up. So here's how I imagine, because I always hear people talking about, oh, there's no, you know, we would win against China or whatever, you know, there's no comparison, but let me break down how these lines are really going to be drawn. Let's think of it more like China. Now you feel free to, to, you know, yell at me with any of these that I'm wrong. Now the major players, I see China, I see Russia, I see Iran. I don't know if we're going to call them a major player, but I would definitely say North Korea. Mm-hmm. And I would say, um, yeah, North Korea, China, Russia, and Iran. We'll go with that. And then the U.S. and NATO is basically what you got. You got U.S. Mm-hmm. and NATO. So, you know, you're going to say England and, you know, I, I don't even know. Turkey yeah. is not going to really fall on our side on that one. Um, no, I, uh, I know that, you know, the, the, the U.K. is very involved and very worried about China. Um, you know, so NATO might not be involved in China. That's, that's a, you know, North American or North, uh, European thing. Uh, but you know, what countries, maybe France aside of, you know, out of NATO, Poland ain't going to show up in in China to help anybody out. You know, Germany, not really into that. And Ukraine, who's, you know, whatever, not really NATO. They're going to be like, yeah, we want to help. But um, remember, yeah, you we're actually giving us stuff. Yeah. yeah, we're actually still fighting North Koreans and and uh, Iranians over in Ukraine already. So, yeah, no, it's just going to be a mess. Um, So and, and that's the thing. I mean, Russia, you put Russia, China and North Korea, just those three. If you put those against U.S. and China. The militaries, or sorry, the U, yeah, you put North Korea, China, and Russia against mm-hmm. the U.S. and NATO. We're pretty evenly stacked. It's yeah. kind of a fight. I mean, you know, I, I, I don't think of Russia as being a major military power right now. Uh, they they're kind of sapped. They're kind of sapped for all their uh, all the resources. All the reserves are called up. Everybody that's able to fight is in Ukraine fighting. But between the United States and Russia, that's 95% of the nuclear weapons in the world. So, well, I mean, they're, yeah. still, they're, but, they're still capable of, of destroying everything if they want to. Exactly. And that's, and I, you know, Putin is not exactly the most stable guy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yeah, he seems like he's getting a little can. bit worse by every, every time I see him is like a little bit more Not unhinged unlike u.s leaders <laughs> <laughs> i have to keep pointing this out 
Like uh, nobody looks at Trump and is uh, now I understand Trump is not a U.S. leader at the moment, but I, I just want to be even with my uh, right with your yeah Trump okay or fair. Biden. Nobody looks at either one and goes, "Now that guy, he's firmly hinged." And <laughs> that's a sane, stable individual. <laughs> that that's a sane, stable guy, you know. Yeah. And yeah, I, yeah. I don't. Trump understand. calls himself a stable genius, but I mean. That stable, that word stable is doing a lot of lifting right there, you know? <laughs> yeah, genius. They both kind of fall short. Yeah. I mean, I understand you were saying stable's carrying it, but is it? <laughs> right, is right. It? That, that's kind of one of those things. Um, yeah, Putin can finish a sentence. I think that's that's something. Know, right and that, yeah, that is that, something. What? What is it with America that we can't help but elect these old, like, you know, decrepit people who are so far away from reality that we can't like, I mean, I, I see these younger people like Nikki Haley or, you know, and there's gotta be some Democrats that are young and coherent. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like I said, we keep going back to Kennedy looking coherent. So it, it's just bad. Right. Kennedy is not better like (laughs) the things he's saying i like better than what i'm hearing from the other i mean i haven't heard anything in the last three months or whatever so don't hold me to it but the stuff i was hearing him say early on i was like yeah i can get behind that with a lot of you know his statements that were very libertarian you know Mm -hmm. right but uh but we're still electing another geriatric if you went that way it's not why why can't we put a 45 year old on there like, you know what I'm saying? You know, I mean that I, I feel like, you know, I'm I'm getting older than I used to be, right? And mm-hmm. and I understand, but I feel like you're already starting to go to the decline of technology and information once you kind of get to about 40, 45. Right. It's like it's like you're building up and gaining wisdom and knowledge. Uh-huh. And then when I get here, I'm like, oh, all right, now I've <laughs> I'm starting to go down the other way. Yeah. Because now I'm just starting to get like grumpy and a distaste for all the younger, more modern stuff. You know, uh-huh. like, eh, I don't think we need any of that. Right. You know, and I, so. Right. I feel like, like the modern version of not being able to program your VCR clock, you know? Right. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah, it's the modern version. You know, I right. mean, I still. You know, I still feel like I can do tech around, you know, in circles around a lot of the younger people I know. And but again, that's kind of my job. I'm in the like tech world, right? right? I, I I deal with you know programming and and things like that. So you know, whatever. But yeah, I feel like you kind of peak around forty or fifty, where that perfect balance of still in touch with reality and everything, awesome, and then still enough wisdom and experience to kind of go. I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but I I feel like 45 is kind of your prime. Plus it gives you 15 years of, you know, good government service and whatever that you could really be an effective player and, and have wisdom. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. How old was Obama? He seemed like he was kind of right at the right age there. Yeah. He was younger. He's, He's, I think he was around 50. Yeah, and that's that's livable for me. I mean, I think mm-hmm. that's doable. I think once you get into this 80, 70, 90, 100, whatever, yeah. ni- 107, where's Biden at? I, I'm yeah, not everyone's, sure. everyone, you know, everybody likes to shit on Ronald Reagan now, like years later. 
But, you know, the fact of the matter is he was a pretty damn good president right up until about a year uh, away from the end of his second term. Like things started going downhill fast, you know, and I feel like that's happening. Like we're on the downhill fast portion of, you know, of this current president and of the one that's running against him. Mm. You know, things are going to start going downhill real fast. I yeah. mean, they have been. We're already rolling down the. We're already tipping over the the edge of the roller coaster on with uh with Biden and uh, Donald Trump has been saying some crazy nonsensical shit lately too. You know, that, getting that, kind of confused about where he's at and which country he's actually talking about. But I felt like he was doing that when he ran the first time. That's true. That's there true. was, there was, but yeah, yeah no, he's he's definitely getting a little older. Um. There, there's definitely something going on there, but all right. So basically got these huge powers that be, I, I feel like it's really escalating. I mean, there is so much like you started out in the beginning of the episode. There is so much going on kind of everywhere. Right. And I mean, maybe it's the framework that I'm looking at it. Um, maybe it's cause my YouTube feed keeps popping up world war three, you know, over uh, and over again or whatever. You know, I, am sure if you look at, you know, my, my wife's, it's like, Oh, new flower farm ideas and whatever. Right. You know? Right. So, it ain't it's the same not, algorithm, but right. But, but just the same, this does seem like a lot is going on there and there's a lot of testing and a lot of probing. Now let's kind of go into like a second phase here. What do you think about nuclear weapons? I mean, obviously, you and I both think that that's a bad idea. Nobody should be using them. But what do you think about the probability of the that probability? Kind of I I think that it's uh I think that it's more it's as probable as it's been since the end of the Cold War. I think that we had a couple of close calls during the Cold War. Yeah, but things are ramping up, and and a lot of the people that are in charge of of these weapons are getting more and more unhinged. Like I said, that the vast majority is in the United States and and Russia and Putin is not looking great. Um, Biden is not looking great. A lot of these people that have like Kim Jong, uh, Kim Jong Un has not been like the most uh, stable person, you know, always making threats, always getting crazy, you know, and there's a lot of people that have, you know, uh, we just mentioned Pakistan going through a civil war. They have a lot of they have a lot of uh, nukes, man. Yeah, you know, a lot of these countries that we think of c- kind of being backwaters uh, still have massive amounts of of these types of weapons. Right, and that's it. These smaller countries, and there is a lot of crazy out there. I think it's a real possibility. Now, the way I. I imagine it right now. One, I, I really, I was telling Kevin before the episode, you know, if we had some kind of budget, I'd love to have the time or a staff who could kind of put together a map of, you know, what players I think would be in a, in a uh, global conflict or whatever. But the best I could come up with, I actually found one from the sun back mm-hmm. in, uh, back in um, 2021. Uh-huh. And they, they kind of had things, I think, pretty on point for where it goes now, except you'll note in, in the, the map that I found is it's kind of like the U.S. and Israel against everybody else, mm-hmm. which I kind of feel like is how it is. Yeah. Um, 
You know what does concern me? I've been thinking lately that the uh, there's a lot of, am I just behind Israel so hard because it's, it's always kind of been ingrained, you know, that the U S should, should be an ally with Israel or whatever. Like, I, I don't know. I, I just, it's a mess. I mean, I, I, I don't want to be against Israel that, that mm-hmm. it, even you look at it biblically throughout the years, it doesn't end well in the long right. run for you when you're against Israel. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, how much do we take that into account? I don't know. Yeah. But I mean they've um, they've made it for about six thousand years without uh any any total extermination, you know? Came close a few times, but again yeah. they still came up on the winning side, you know. Mm-hmm. So it, it seems like a bad team to bet against. Um and, and by that I, I definitely wouldn't want to be against Israel. That that definitely sounds like a bad play. No, but I mean how involved we should get how because I have always been adamantly like, Hey, it's not our job to fight everybody's war. Right. And, and that, that kind of is what I mean. I mean, that's where I'm getting at with that is how involved do we have to be with paying for everybody's freaking problems? I mean, we see that that's what's ruined a lot of this younger generation. You know, a lot of the mindset of the young kids is like, Oh, well, everybody should be paying for my shit. It should Mm -hmm. be handled. And then now they just expect things and we're like, oh, wait, you know, we really don't have money for that. <laughs> yeah. Actually, we, we kind of blew all your budget already. Like, we you, yeah. you have to pay back $30 trillion. <laughs> so maybe start working on that first. <laughs> and then we'll talk about what we got for you. Yeah. You know, so that's that's kind of, I guess, why my reservation. I'm not all in for just throwing money at problems. Right. Um. But that's all, that's all I'm getting at with that. I wasn't implying like, Oh, well, I think, you know, the Iranians, they seem pretty smart. Those guys, we get Mm -hmm. along with them, Hamas and and Iran, those guys that we can get behind that. Yeah. Not so much. Um, Maybe AI will use that quote against me in the future, you know. In the future. Yeah. And when our our Iranian overlords are uh, going house to house, they'll be like, yeah. Ooh, Chuck, so we gotta find Chuck. There. We gotta find him. Have you seen him? The guy with the big beard. It's a <laughs> lot gray, you know that one. Um. So, bottom line, the way I see it playing out is, I don't expect a ground war in either the U.S. or China as a real possibility, at least anytime soon. Right? Mm-hmm. I don't see that playing out. I don't see troops, you know, rolling through one because we have like, what is it? 4.8 guns per household or something. I really think that matters. Yeah, it does matter. It it matters. Um, You know, if everybody's like, yeah, I don't like those guys. Yeah, come down my road. You know, it's like, let's see. Um, yeah. And and I'm not saying, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm so cool. I can fight an army. No, what I mean is every person you try and stop is shooting back at you. That's what I'm getting at. I'm not, you know, implying. Um, I do think if China goes for Taiwan, yes, those islands and stuff right there and, and possibly some little bombing or whatever going on in the coastal cities, um, going on, you know, ports and stuff like that out of China. I see that Mm -hmm. as a possibility. Maybe. 
I don't know. I was going to say maybe something like Norfolk or something. You could get an attack to try and hit the the U.S. Atlantic fleet. But Mm -hmm. I think even with that, you got to get there. You got to cross this huge amount of water and be undetected. You know, that's that's really unlikely to me. And, you know, again, I know that, you know, the sentries were kind of questionable when I was in the military, but maybe they're a little more observant now. Mm-hmm. Um, I know on the home soil that things tend to get a little lax, a little lazy. I know we're, we're afraid to let people have guns with bullets. Yeah. Um, I remember little. some kind of attack. Wasn't there some kind of crazy, I hate to say it, Muslim guy in South Carolina or on yeah, I don't remember where that was, where he just and, was yeah. running around. He with was the like gun a, and nobody a around to stop him or whatever. Yeah. And, and then, yeah. And then the, the police showed up. It was the police that stopped right. him. The Not, police in town were like, Hey, right. we got the, you guys just rest, go back yeah. to the barracks. Everybody <laughs> sit down. I don't uh, know. I should have better information, but I don't know. That vaguely comes to mind as far as our, our state of readiness at, I am I'm just being realistic um, right now, but like I said, guided weapons and stuff, they can reach out and touch somebody, you know, there are things they can do. And the big thing, like people think of nuclear weapons, they think of like annihilating a country. And yes, when you send over nine giant, you know, ICBMs with nukes, you can take out a country and make it kind of a wasteland mm-hmm. that that's true. You know, we remember like war games and all those, you know, you see everything shooting up everywhere and yeah, you could devastate something, but a nuclear war doesn't have to be that. Um, A nuclear weapon can, well, I mean, when people respond, it has to be that. Right. right. But I'm saying somebody can shoot a missile that just kind of takes out a city or maybe a giant Navy base. Yeah. And, and I mean, or in a cargo box on a ship pulling into port, right? you know? Right. It doesn't have to be a country ender, but obviously then people retaliate and then other people retaliate and it becomes a big mess. But I mean, I, those things I think are possibilities, very unlikely to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it could escalate to that when people feel desperate right. and, and that's what I'm afraid of. Um, you know, I mean, people are like, Oh, well that nobody did ever do anything that horrible. Well, Do you remember Hitler and what he was willing to do? Well, let's talk about that real quick. So go ahead. So what is the, what is the preparation here? What are we getting ready for? What's, uh, what's our game plan? I mean, that's really the big, the big deal. Um, uh, if nuclear war does break out, remember what you learned in school, get underneath your desk and cover your your head. You'll be all right. You'll be okay. Uh, no, seriously though, if that does happen. Yeah. Um, you're going to, first thing you're going to want to do is get inside, find shelter, right? The bombs are coming. You're worried about it. Get in your bunker, get in your basement, get surrounded by concrete, get underground level, all the best stuff to do. You don't want to be trapped outside during, uh, uh, radiation storms and stuff like that. Even after it goes off, you're going to want to stay indoors for three or four days. Let that, let that radiation wear off a little bit. You know what I mean? I like it. Now, what do you got in your house, though? Four days, not going out to the grocery store. Do you have enough supplies? So 
Uh, and you, you do want to maybe have like if you were if you were worried about nuclear attack, mm-hmm. you would want like some rolls of plastic sheeting. Um, yep. If you took a stapler and put plastic all overall where you think air is coming in and out of your house, you know, your windows, mm-hmm. your doorways, whatever. And you want to stay in a section that, like you said, like a basement or something that the walls are not going to have radioactive dust laying on the outside and you're right next to it. And again, a wall that's a foot thick wood is going to be wet better than laying against the window. You know, Mm -hmm. think about things like that. And you can actually put stuff between you and the wall, which is going to stop that radiation stuff. Right. Um, That would last for, you know, again, really every 24 hours is kind of like the half-life on that stuff typically. So every day you're that much better than the day before. Right. Like you said, you're, you're kind of looking at like four to seven days, but you know, you do what you can do then. And again, I mean, so many things are a factor. Does it rain? Are you downwind? Does any of that stuff, you know, it all comes into play. Mm -hmm. Um, What what else you got right there? And then I have kind of some things you might want to prepare for war otherwise. All right. So didn't want to shift it without yeah, yeah, you were outside. You came inside after uh, after everything went to hell. You want to get rid of your clothes. Get take everything off that w- that was that can be contaminated. Um, take a shower as soon as you can. You know, you want to clean yourself off. Clean all that shit because you can actually wash wash. It's not yeah. radiation. It's radioactive dust that you have to worry right. about. Right, radioactive particles that are emitting. You know, mm-hmm. rays of right. radiation, right? Like getting an X-ray, it's just constantly pulsing out. So we used to, you know, on the ship, we'd do a freshwater washdown, and they would spray everything with clean water and basically rinse it off. You know, into mm-hmm. the ocean, and right. then oh, we're all good now because you know all the nuclear exposure that's that out there. Had, Fish got to deal with that. That's dolphins' problem now. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so you want to get your pets cleaned up if they were outdoors. Clean them off. Clean, uh, spray down, spray down your dogs with the hose, whatever you got to do. Right. And that's why, like they talk about, oh, you know, your little like cover all plastic white suit when you go outside, you know, the, the little, you know, Mm -hmm. whatever, I I don't know, right. Right. That's what I'm thinking of. So the idea is it's not that that suit is protecting radiation from getting at you. What it is, is it's letting the particles set on the suit so you can take it off. And then they're away from you after that's Mm -hmm. the idea. You know, if you run out right after it was bad, that stuff is getting on you. And for like 50 bucks, I think you can get like a Geiger counter and be pretty cool. Really? I didn't know it was that cheap. I looked into it on Amazon. Yeah. There's a bunch of different, you know, people are like, Oh, you know, I I think you only have like a four or five year shelf life of actually like good for the, you know, Mm -hmm. the, the 40, $50 digital modern version. Yeah. Maybe there's an old, you know, antique type analog thing that probably lasts forever. Who knows? <laughs> oh, if you um, have the wife's dog outside, that's bad. Yeah, no. Uh, all right. So food, food and water. You can eat, you know, and drink water, eat food that's indoors in your house. Right. But this is not the situation where you can go out and like scoop water out of the local pond or, or uh, you know, your swimming pool and use that as drinking water. You don't want to. You don't want to have anything that's not covered uh, right. outdoors moving indoors. Now, um, the stuff that's in your the pipes coming from the water plant probably okay for the short term, right? You know, 
immediate, you know, the stuff that's actively in the pipes. Now, the right. Underground, that's probably safer now, than anything. Right. Yeah. Who knows? Safer than anything um, else. But the, yeah. And your stuff out of the well, again, short term, it's going to be good because it's right. all underground and filtered and nothing's getting to it. Now, obviously, time, it's going to get worse. Um, and that's the thing, like nuclear winter, somebody mentioned, you know, you have particles, stuff in the air, stuff dying. It, it just really could be right. bad. Long Blocks term. out the sun, gets cold. Things that's, are gonna, aren't going to grow as well. I'll tell you, yeah. um, it's about 15 years, like a massive nuclear exchange. Glo- nuclear winter is about 15 years. So uh, unless you have 15 years worth of supplies. That's one of the things you kind of want to want to think hope, about hope against. Yeah. I uh, believe the Bible talks about, uh, uh, what are the timelines? I think it's like six months with no water where all the water goes bitter when the, the star right. comes. And I mean, there's, there's things that you got to kind of plan for that. It's not going to be good. Um, yeah. Six months of, uh, water is very hard to store inside your house, you yeah. know? Yeah. And you're like, oh, well, I have a well, so I can get six months. But yeah, no, it doesn't really work that way. Yeah. Anyway, go on. Um, So there, there's a lot of, I don't know. Uh, sorry, I keep feeling like I'm cutting you off. But what do you well, the only other thing I got is, yeah. is if you are sick or injured, good luck, dude. Yeah. You know, that's, right. that's, that's what FEMA says. Okay. If you're sick or injured, stay in your house and wait for information. Yeah. So information. (laughs) Oh, you're kind of on your own. (laughs) I'll I'll put a little. I'll put Uh, the little symbols on the door. You know, they mm -hmm. put the little plus sign or whatever. Yeah, you were trying to get home and you were in a car accident, broke your leg, and still managed to get back to your house. Yeah. Yeah. You're fucked. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So basically, um, things I looked at, I I actually uh went to AI for some insight for uh you know, things that would happen if we had a, a global conflict. And I actually put in the players and it didn't seem as specific as I wanted it to be. I wasn't impressed, but mm-hmm. bottom line things that, that we need to think about with a, a world war would be global economic disruption, right? Mm-hmm. Um, basically stock markets, all that stuff, your retirement, very, you know, volatile at, at minimum. Mm-hmm. Um, energy prices are going to go up, right? It's going to be, um, Russia and Iran are huge oil producers. Um, now mind you, China is buying most of Iranian oil, even though there's sanctions there. So we're not in theory buying Iranian oil. I'm, I'm sure there's some, that right. There's some that's, that's, not that's really, showing yeah. up. Um, I'm so sure. that's definitely a possibility, right? That oil and that kind of stuff could go up. Um, supply chain disruptions. One, they need to kind of redirect our supply chains to be sort supporting the military and things like that. And two stuff, you know, won't come back to, to us, you know, mm-hmm. as, as easily. And also if you call up a bunch of active people working, we're not, you know, producing here. Right. Then they're and not doing what Yeah, turns out some of our enemies might be people who make shit. I don't know if you've ever been to Walmart. But or Tractor Supply or the Harley Davidson store, <laughs> yeah, or <laughs> any place in anywhere. this country. But it turns out some of the things that we use, eat, and get every day come from countries that we're not exactly besties with. Mm-hmm. Um, now 
obviously there's a huge impact on the technology sector, right? So you have a lot going on there where you remember the whole chip shortage. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's going to come back. Um, yeah. The value of the U S dollar turns out our currency, eh, eh, but yeah, it's not really it based on anything. It's not based. It on is anything. what it's I mean, worth. That, what you that's say, that's it's a worth. whole other mess. But I won't <laughs> yeah. even touch on that one because actually, wars kind of make things go a little better in my experience as far as you know economically jobs and spending because the government starts spending like crazy. Right. It's just when you know the inflation hits from it behind it that mm -hmm. you know you get kind of screwed. But we, that's a whole other issue. Now, agriculture turns out our exports are going to be messed up shipping lanes, geopolitical, all that stuff. The farmers might face challenges. Like turns out we get all the fertilizer from other countries, which doesn't make any sense to me, but that's a thing. Um, inflation, uh, that's going to be an issue. Uh, public confidence and consumer behavior. People might start hoarding stuff. Um, and then, you know, it's just, damn, it's just a mess. Mm -hmm. Now, next thing. So what can you do, right? So emergency supplies stock up on anything that one you get that's imported is right. Is that you feel is essential. The bottom line, right. you want to stock up on essentials, things you use every day, but you know, batteries, uh, you know, your prepper things. If you use it like a multi-tool, don't buy a multi-tool. If you work in an office and you're never going to do that's just stupid. Like it's not even going to help you. Mm. If you're not the capable guy, that's yeah, going to be you don't know what you're doing. Yeah, you're, don't, you're better don't off buy buying, tools you don't know how to use. Yeah. You're better off just buying an extra sandwich or something. You know, that's yeah. it's um I would think of self-defense and security cuz not only do you have the possible long shot threat of invading forces depending where you are, you do have people become desperate and when people yeah. become desperate, they steal shit. Turns out. Um you might want to consider emergency shelter stuff and some of the supplies we talked about. Um, duct tape and plastic are a big thing. Um, the plastic sheeting and and maybe a stapler might be good for you know covering stuff up. Just something to think about. Water storage containers might be another thing. Um, but medical supplies, you know, I mean, you guys remember when COVID hit, you know what kind of things you know went off the shelves, right? Um and basically communication stuff, community involvement, those things are going to help you. They're going to, you know, help you stand out and, you know, get in touch with what's going on around you. Being informed and actually having factual information. I don't know where you find that. Um, <laughs> factual information. Yeah. Know. Good luck. Yeah, right. It just, I don't know, but I would say having some kind of like ham radio or something like that, where you can get outside information might mm -hmm. be a plus um, right. besides the traditional news sources. Mm -hmm. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. You, you know, as, as stupid as it sounds, having, you know, Facebook, having um, Instagram, Twitter, all that sort of stuff might be your best option for, for news when things go downhill fast, you know, when the cable goes out and when the power goes out and you only have your mobile phone, that might be the best place to be finding information at least right. short term. Yeah. No, I'd have to agree with that. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, that's it. So is it a possibility? Yeah, I would say definitely it's kind of escalating. I mean, some people would even argue we're kind of already in a world war. I mean, maybe not us as America. But mm-hmm. We're always kind of a late starter into a world war. Yeah, yeah, we always kind of go through. <laughs> yeah, let's see who's going to win first, and then then we'll join in. Let's be careful before we pick sides, and uh, yeah, you know, see where the money's really going to go. Mm-hmm. Um, but we definitely, as far as our uh, military industrial complex, we're getting involved. We're we're starting to build things. We're starting to move things. Yeah. All over, all over the place. Yeah. So anyway, you guys appreciate all the comments. Um, again, if you could like, and subscribe to the channel, that's huge for us. Uh, turns out Facebook or YouTube and Facebook don't like anything we have to say pretty much. We're exactly the opposite of the information that they like shared. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, because they what? What do we mention that uh, that jab people get in the arm? We say it by uh, by name all the time. We talk about guns all the time. You know how it is. We we talk about all these different things that everybody else in the world apparently finds offensive. Mm-hmm. Um, you know the things that we enjoy every day. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I enjoy not getting jabbed, and you know, you get the idea, right? Yeah. Um, so. If you could share and like and tell your friends about the podcast, that would really help and, you know, keep things going in the right direction for us. Maybe increase the budget where we don't have to steal maps off five-year-old websites and things like that. You know, that kind of thing. Um, But we do appreciate all you guys do out there. And, you know, hey, as the holidays are coming up, maybe you want to hit the – preppingbadass.com and go up to gear and see if you need a new sweatshirt, maybe a new mug for that special lady you have. <laughs> maybe maybe your husband loves the podcast. Anyway, I would say with that, you guys, uh, I appreciate you being here. And uh, with that, stay safe and we'll talk to you guys next week. Mm-hmm.